Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. All right, uh, Lori, back at it again in the closet talking about is sex everything in a relationship and i am really really interested to hear your <laughs> answer to that question so would you say that when you ask the question i don't even know if that's a really great question but it's a question that is spurred by some emails we've received and stuff but the idea of is sex everything in relationship how would you answer that question so technically i would say that when sex is not working It becomes a pivotal focus for the Mm -hmm. relationship, and it feels like it's everything. But I would say that when it is working, it's metabolized. It's, you know, we use it to feel close and Mm -hmm. to feel good together, and it seems to bond us together. But we don't necessarily feel that we, we enjoy other aspects of the relationship, too. But when it's not working, it's a killer. Right. So in the, as you kind of prioritize different pieces in relationship, though, how high would you rank it? Very high. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, would you say it's no? Would you say it's number one? Well, I mean, I think you know, I've been pretty clear that it's it's certainly my own love language, right? Yeah. That touch and sex are the way I experience love the most deeply, and mm. so I think that for people, you know, depending on their love language, maybe how they prioritize that, mm. you know, I feel for. More typically, males who have been accused of their partners of sex is all you want. And I Mm. I really think that because of my own priorities and because of having the honor and privilege of listening to so many men describe how they experience sex, that I understand it's not necessarily just about getting off or getting some, but it's the way they attach. You know, and I'm not talking about the slick story that a man would say, like, let's do it because, you know, I love you. Let's do it. I'm not talking about a hookup. I'm talking Mm. about men in relationships who feel love sexually 
most dominantly. Yeah. And, and there are women like myself. Uh, it, this is not just a gendered issue. And, you know, people reach out to us and say things a lot about, you know, you're talking too general. And, and my only defense is that it's hard to say anything without saying something that is a bit general. But yeah. um, I don't think this is strictly a gendered issue. I think that there are women that I see in my practice and I experience and I have girlfriends who, you know, sex is very, very important to them. You know, and that for them, it's it's one of the most satisfying places that they feel connected to their partner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say when you say, you know, is sex – sex isn't everything, well, that depends a little. What do you think? I would answer that question, is sex everything? Um, I would say no. I still hold a high value for sex in, in relationship. Mm -hmm. But – I don't know that it's where it's where the relationship starts and ends mm -hmm. in in the relationship. Obviously, I hold it as valuable, right? Mm -hmm. And I want people to be have better sex relationships. But I I do think that it's not it's not the measuring stick for your relationship, or maybe not the only measuring stick. And I think it's it's helpful to use it more as a possibly as a warning light um, that something's wrong in the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you use it as the measuring stick for our relationship is functioning well if we have a booming sexual relationship, if if everything's going right there, if our frequency is high, if our satisfaction is high in our sexual relationship, then that automatically means that our relationship is is going well. That's why I would answer, it, answer no to that. And to be fair, I mean, there are certain relationships that can't have sex, you mm -hmm. know, somebody's got an injury, somebody right. is like, or, or there's something that happens, a disease state, there's something unforeseen that couples can't be sexual, but there are certainly good reasons to remain attached. So yeah. I, I would not say that not being able to have sex means that you should not be married or you should not be committed any longer. I mean, there are out of the box kinds of reasons, but overall in a healthy relationship, yeah, I, I think it's it is the other part. I mean, I think that emotional connection and sexual connection just to me go hand in hand. I, I think what you're saying, though, is people could also have a decent sex life and they really are not very emotionally connected. Yeah. And, uh, I, and that's when I, and I that, would not say that that relationship is good either. Yeah. You know, I might say that's not everything. That's not everything. And, and I would, you know, I'd say if you have if the opposite was true. I don't know that you could say that you have a healthy relationship either. If your emotional connection was great and you're not having sex at all, then it becomes more roommate type situation. And I don't know if that's necessarily the healthiest thing either. Uh, but, and there are certain people who maybe agree on that, but you're probably not listening to foreplay radio sex therapy if that's where you're at. Maybe. But I mean, I think people wonder if they can have a, a sexless marriage that is healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe because it's one of those out of the box circumstances, but maybe it's do they have to work on their low libido to have us to have a healthy relationship? I think some people want to be able to say that that's OK, but I think it, it's I can't think that that would be a unilateral decision, though. Like if yeah. one person says, hey, I just I'm not into sex and the other partner is, that's just not OK with me, especially yeah. if you have pledged fidelity, if you've made a marital commitment. And you've pledged fidelity, and that's your arrangement to suddenly renege on that and say, "Yeah, but I, you know, I'm not into it. Yeah. I don't feel it." It's like you made a promise. Hmm. You know, you, you made a promise to find a way to feel it. Well, if both partners agree, though. Well, okay, well, then, is that different? Yeah, I think that's you? different. I okay. think that's different. If it's not an agreement, then it's then it's an indication of unhealth in your relationship. 
Well, it's, I mean, somebody is going to be very unhappy. And I, I don't understand how you could ever say, you know, gosh, I just, I just don't really want to be sexual. I don't see myself as a sexual being. And you know you are partnered with somebody who is sexual. And you can be okay with their unhappiness. Mm. You know, like that, that, especially because they're, they're bound to you with a pledge of fidelity. Mm. You know, I mean, that's, that's a trap. And it's, it's not fair. Why, why is it not fair? From your perspective, why is it not fair? Because you made an initial promise, right? Mm. I mean, when we marry, we say, I pledge fidelity to you. I pledge, you know, an erotic life. It's, I mean, fidelity is not just I'm going to keep away from all others. Yeah. It's also I'm going to be with you. I'm going to give you my body. And I don't know if you noticed it, but Prince Harry and now the Duchess Meghan, when they made their pledges, they also talked about sort of, a bodily pledge. Uh, the traditional vows are with my body, I thee worship, which means I am committing in this relationship to a bodily partnership as well. It's not just spiritual. It's not just a soulmate. It's also a body relationship. I do agree with that. I think there's a sense that a lot of times in our marriage vows or marriage pact that we are we focus on the negative, like what I am giving up or what we are no longer allowed to do with other people or the boundaries we're drawing Mm -hmm. to keep everything out rather than focusing on what we're pledging to be and do for each other. I think that is important that we're not only we, you know, in health and sickness, um, but also in, in our sexual relationship. We're pledging, we're pledging to pour into that and to be committed to that as well. And to being there for each other, to caring for each other, to caring for our emotional life together in any any way that we are going to be together. And so that, I think, is where, to me, where sex becomes way more important and increases in value in relationship is that that's care for the other person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm caring for, like, and what we're talking about, like, if, if both partners agree that we're not going to have sex for whatever reason, right, together, like, that's a mutual decision. That's a shared decision sure. um, that they're making for their relationship. Um, but when it's not, when it is a when it's one person's decision, like it ceases to be a relationship at that point. You're the uh, one person is making decisions, unilateral decisions for both people. You know, and as a couples therapist, you know this, and as a sex therapist, I know this. That, I mean, people can say, "Well, you've let me down because you don't want to have sex twice a day yeah. with me," and so you've broken your pledge. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something that is alive and erotic between two people. And we know, and that's why we're doing this podcast, is we know how difficult that is within monogamy. We know that it takes work and that most of us enter that pledge and that commitment without any realization that sex is going to take so much work and intention and Mm -hmm. thought. I mean, right? It's something that should come natural. And so we don't really, we don't even think about it when we make that pledge. It's easy. Right. You know, we're hot for that person. Absolutely. You yeah. bet you got my promise, you know. <laughs> it's going to stay hot. Yeah, I think I think maybe though, it, maybe it's helpful to consider all, the whole aspects of relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Like and when we put sex, you know, obviously we put sex at the foreground here. We put it at the foreplay. Um, but we, uh, we, (laughs) but we want to, without changing that emphasis, right? I think we could also maybe add some components to say, how else are you measuring your relationship? How else are you saying that it is, if it's not everything, then let's figure out what some of those other things are to kind of give us a full view of our relationships. Maybe let's come back and, and maybe talk about some of those things Okay, and see what we can come up with. 
Thank you so much to all our Patreon supporters. Right? Yeah, Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide right. to you as our listeners. If you know our work touches you and our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, foreplayrst.com, and there you can find a way to support us, and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthew's Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. We've been talking about, you know, is sex everything? And I would say that it's not enough, though. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. I mean, yeah. it's, it's super important, oh, that's but a good it's way to not say enough. It. Yeah. And I think that there are other things that are vitally important to the relationship to make it secure and make us able to fulfill our vows, to go forward mm -hmm. with monogamy, and to have a happy life, right? right. And I, the biggest thing, I think, is this sense of emotional connection. Yeah. I agree. I think it it's a sense that, to me, that we are known, that we know the other person and that we are known by them. Yes. Right? That's really what intimacy is. And so when we're able to not just know them on a what are they like for breakfast kind of level, but hopes, dreams for the future, fears, um, their inner world, like what makes them tick, what are they motivated by, what do they hope to accomplish in life. You know, when we know those things deeply, then our intimacy increases and our emotional life is really rich and full. So I think anything that we can do around that to deepen that understanding um, really increases that emotional life as well. And how do you think we can deepen emotional connection and that emotional intimacy? I mean, what are oh, things man. that maybe you do that help with that? Well, I think the 
one of the first things, and and Gottman talks about this a lot, is being able to really build and continue to build a deep friendship with the, with mm-hmm. the other person, right? I mean, that's how relationships, most relationships start. And so that fr- that sense of friendship that we like to be around each other, that we can do things together, for men, I think that's a huge deal, that, that they're active as a couple, that they're actually doing stuff, they're not just sitting around. Um, for women, Having some adventures together. Something that's having some adventures together, yeah. yeah. That's what dating was all about, yeah, right? Absolutely. Is having adventures and doing new things. Yeah, and I think couples sometimes get this confused, especially as their relationship gets older and ages, is that they, they sometimes confuse that with having common interest. Um, mm-hmm. And I think having some things in common are important, but it is not the end-all, be-all, right? We can trade off on what we like to do. Absolutely. Um, I'm can, with you on that. We can like, Really? Just because you play tennis together, you think that's going to make it yeah. good? <laughs> um, uh, Bob Goff writes an excellent book called Everybody Always where he talks about his relationship with – one of the things he talks about is his relationship with his son. Or he talks about it with his wife too, but he illustrates it with his son where he says, I just want to be where you are. He goes skydiving with his son even though he's terrified of skydiving, mm. right, because he just wants – he just says, wherever you are, that's where I want to be. Mm. Um, and I think that's – he talks about that a little bit with his wife as well. But I think that's the attitude that we come into relationships with in the beginning that may get lost over time is just that attitude that I want to be where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that so we can do whatever it is, but I want to be doing that. I do think it's important to take turns that I get to do some things that I'm interested in in our relationship. But this willingness to go along with and to just be with, that is at the core of good friendship in general. But for our relationships specifically, I think it really cultivates a just a desire to be together. And it starts to cultivate that emotional intimacy as well. Maybe you should talk about who Gottman is because I don't think everybody knows who oh, Gottman yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Real quick, the Gottmans are basically they're America's relationship experts. Um, they have an inst- the Gottman Institute in um, Northwest. They're researchers. They're researchers, and they have done extensive research on couples and what makes couples work um, and what can be really successful in a relationship. And that's one of the things that they're going to start with. Another thing that comes up a lot about what is a successful relationships are shared aspirations, mm. uh, right? And I think that's really important that you have similar directions that you're headed um, in life that you have shared dreams, shared places you want to be in life. Some people confuse this too uh, with, and you tell me what you think about this, because I don't think it's just that some people, when I when I ask that question, they start talking about things they want to have. They want to have a lake house. They want to have um, <laughs> a, sailboat. Know, a sailboat, you know, and I don't know. I think that's maybe a part of shared aspirations, but I think of it more as in where do we want to be in life together? How do we want our relationship to look? How do we want our family to look what do we want to be doing within our life that has purpose and meaning? It, it, to me, the purpose and meaning part, if having a boat gives you purpose and meaning, then I'd be all for it. But I, I wonder I wonder about that and how we begin to shift that as well. Yeah, I think you're saying that aspirations are relational, not necessarily material. Although, I mean, maybe certain people feel like when I reach a level of financial success where I don't have to work, then you and mm-hmm. I will do X, Y, and Z with our family or we'll begin to um, minister in this way or give to other people or certain things that are important with material success. But I think overall, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It's like we're trying to project ahead. You know, when I when I get to this level, this is what I aspire to. I aspire to feeling so safe with you, mm-hmm. so close to you that I can give myself vulnerably sexually, that I can talk about what I need and want without Mm -hmm. inhibition, that I can tell you my secrets, that I can trust that you really want to know 
the mundane things about my life. I got to say, my husband listens to a lot of mundane things about my life. <laughs> God love you, honey. Um, there's a lot of mundane in my life, it turns oh, out, even no as way. a sex therapist. No way, Lord. Yeah, somebody, I don't believe it. Somebody said to me, wow, you're a sex therapist. I can hardly wait to see the car you drive. I, I don't know why. I guess, I don't they, know. They I'm like, just, just you're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> they think you're compensating for something? I, <laughs> I guess sex therapists drive really sexy cars. I actually don't. There's a little rust in my car. But cars are not my thing. I you know, that's you. not where I would spend my money. Um, so yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think that kind of sharing with each other, I mean, I think you're hitting on something that I would say that's another way to build, that you build emotional intimacy is by just sharing of self. Um, I think the more you talk about yourself and you talk about yourself and not about your partner is beneficial to your marriage anyway, right? It keeps contempt out when you start to talk about yourself. Um, But being able to speak about your own thoughts, your own feelings, and particularly, I think, your own needs in the relationship, Mm -hmm. when you're able to start to articulate your own needs and not apologize for them, Mm -hmm. right? I think you emotional needs, I know we were talking about how to build emotional intimacy, but but sexually, like we talk about that a lot, about being able to share about what you need in your physical relationship and in your emotional relationship. And I think, too, just without apologizing for those things, not qualifying those things, just saying, this is what I need. This mm-hmm. is what is important to me. And, um, and one last thought about Gottman, right, is he, they talk about that when our partner expresses a need or expresses anything, mm-hmm. even a comment, that your partner responds in some way. Oh, yeah, So, so it's like... You know, I'm worried about this, that, and the other. And your partner says, oh, I know. I know it is worrisome, but I think it's going to be okay. Or they say anything. They don't just leave it hanging out there. They don't ignore it. Right. That when our partner asks us for sex, we don't just shrug them off. That we say directly, you know, Mm. I'm not interested. Or, yes, let's let's go for it. Right. We, We want to see that pop of excitement on our partner's face when we ask them for sex. It's yeah. like we want them to light up. Yeah. We don't want them to say, you know, kind of get the sour face and dreary, well, oh, I, think, I guess. I think that's important, though, that when you share anything, whether it's about sex or whether it's emotionally, when you share a need or share a feeling about something, mm-hmm. that your partner is able to accept that and not get defensive about that or not fight back or not say you shouldn't feel that way. I think the, the phrase, uh, you shouldn't feel that way or I don't want you to feel that way, is so damaging in relationships. Mm -hmm. It's not something people intend, but Mm -hmm. it's just that subtle damage of of saying to you, your feelings aren't important and you should stop sharing them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we hear that all the time in other ways, but anything we can do in relationship to support what our partner is saying and just accept their needs. It doesn't mean we have to always say, I can do that, right? It doesn't have to mean that we always say, like you were saying, I understand, I hear what you're saying, but this is how I feel about it as well. We may mm-hmm. disagree about right, it. Right. We can disagree. It might yeah. not be the moment. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's fair. But saying something. I, I mean, I think this is sort of common courtesy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when we say something, we don't want to be ignored. We want our partner to respond. Mm-hmm. I teach my kids, you know, when I, when I holler up the stairs or when I did holler up the stairs, you know, dinner's ready or come down and help set the table or come help me finish cooking, I expected some response, yeah. you know. It is. It wasn't just silence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. that's because that's just meaning that means I'm ignored or I'm irrelevant. Yeah. Like I, you don't care about me. Right. That's what that gets translated into is you don't care about me because you're not willing to at least respond to me. Right. So sex. To wrap it up, I think sex is deeply important, and it is the primary way some people express love and feel love. But a relationship to be 
well-rounded and whole has to include intimacy, emotional intimacy. Uh, and we get that by responding to each other's bids, by paying attention, by caring and holding their secrets as treasured parts yeah. of yeah. You know, building, trust. Building that friendship, you know, shared aspirations together, all those things begin to, to deepen that and kind of round out our relationship as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. You can now call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.